0: Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of All Cued Up, the new podcast tied to streaming services like Netflix, Amazon Prime, HBO Max, Disney Plus, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. I'm your host Greg Dietz and with me always is Maya Don Fisher. How's your week been? Uh,
1: not good. Not good at all. Yeah. Um, very long time, very good uh, friend passed away yesterday. Uh not going to go into any details on here but it sucks. Uh, it sucks very much. Uh and I miss my friend. Uh, I just want to say Gary, I love you and I'm going to miss you very much. Already do. Um I know that about- if he
0: was I know that if he was a close friend of yours that means he was a good person. That's what I know.
1: Oh, he was one of the best absolutely great, wonderful person. Um, it just really, really sucks. And amazing. Uh, sitting here holding his personalized guitar pick that he gave me just a couple of weeks back when I was over at his house. He was a musician and extremely talented with that but beyond that just world-class human being yeah. how, how, how are you doing
0: I'm not faring much better it's been a it's been a rough rough week um, Friday last Friday my transmission went out so bad that I couldn't drive it anymore uh, it was Friday evening um, I noticed it, that it was kind of hitching every time I would go into a drive. Uh, and I was like, okay, may, I didn't think anything of it. And then Saturday morning, um, like when I would put it into drive, it would take a really, it would take about 10 seconds, 10 to 15 seconds to get into gear just to go forward. And um, every time I would stop to pick up an order and then try to go forward again, it would take, a little bit longer and a little bit longer and i was like this is bad i don't know what's going on though uh in the last order that i had um i could reverse the car i put it in reverse to get out of the person's driveway and like turned and kind of parked a little bit on the side and fully had the brake on put it into drive let off the gas let off the brake and it just wouldn't go into gear it took about 30 seconds and then it finally went into gear, and I I text, I called my dad and I said, "Hey, we got a big old problem." He was like, "What's going on?" And so I explained it to him, and he was like, "Just get it home." And on the drive home, which was about three, four miles away, somewhere in there, let's see, no, six miles away. Um, every stoplight, when I came to a full, complete stop, I could hit the gas, and the whole car would rev up, and then as soon as it went into gear, it jet forward. And, um, you know, I told my dad about that and he was like, that's the transmission. That's what's happening. Mm-hmm. And we parked it in the garage and we both were like, we don't know what to do we're at our wits end. We had just fixed the brakes. We'd fix the tires. We thought things would be good for a while. You know, granted the AC was out on the car, but that's, you know, we could work around that. That's not that big of a deal, but without, without an income, we didn't know what to do. And so, um, also trying to take my dad to dialysis and it's just, there's a slew of issues now that we have to deal with because we don't have a vehicle. Um, mainly me working. So honestly, it sounds like you just need some transmission fluid. So that's what I've been hearing for a lot of people say is that like what the mechanics should be able to do is change the transmission fluid. So drain what was remaining and then add new, and it should be working fine. Um, because two of the factors into that is back in 2020, if you remember, this, this is not the first time we dealt with this. Back in 2020, the transmission went out again. And, um, but, th- but at that time, we needed to replace the entire transmission. Mm. And we spent about $2,500 uh, $2, having a, a used one installed. But that used one didn't have a fuck ton of miles like this one did, or like, like the first one did. Yeah. And, um, uh, but this, this used one does, it, it, it should not have gone out this, this early.
1: Yeah, it definitely sounds like a sign of low fluid. Because um, that's, it sounds classic, not enough hydraulic pressure in the system. Causing gear slippage, high RPMs, not you know, while the vehicle's not going into gear from a stop position, but yeah, the engine revs at high RPMs and it's moving really sluggish and herky jerky getting off the line, so to speak. Um yeah, yeah. I'd say that's what it is and hopefully that'll fix the issue. It just sucks you have to wait before you can get it looked at by a mechanic.
0: That's the thing is it's next Wednesday when we're supposed to take it in. And uh, the the wait to that day is excruciating. And honestly quite exhausting, if I'm being honest. Like I haven't slept much since since Saturday night. Like it's been four hours a night. And last night was the first night that I was able to get more sleep, but I also went to bed at like 11 p.m. I smoked a shit ton of weed, took my like because I, I take that I take pain pills that are it's a cinnamonophen, but it has the nighttime one, so it makes you sleepy. Yeah, Tylenol PM essentially. Yeah, I take that or took that and passed out by like 11 p.m. and I woke up at seven and I was like fucking dope. I actually got sleep, but like. Now the bill problem starts to come down because I wasn't able to earn a whole lot before the car got put into the garage. So we're really fucking low on money and we have some things popping up and I'm just like, I'm just so fucking stressed. I'm going to get an ulcer from all this. But, you know, it's... it's. Like legitimately the only thing that gets my mind off any of this is watching shows. So either, you know, like we watched the boys Thursday night. So issues hadn't cropped up yet, but like, you know, Saturday night or not Saturday, Saturday watching, you know, players or watching the the finale to to the boys or I I have a subscription. It's only $6 a month, but um, Uh. Have you ever, you've heard of College Humor, right? Yeah. So they have their own subscription service called um, Dropout.TV. And on Dropout.TV, they have a bunch of shows that are really cool to watch. One of my favorites is called Game Changer. Um, Game Changer, or the idea behind Game Changer, is... Uh, um, trying to pull up the website now. Every episode, the contestants have no idea what game or how they're going to play the game. They don't know the rules. They don't know what the game is. They are completely in the dark. So is the audience. The only people that know how to play the game or know what's going on is the host and the cast, or the crew, I should say. Yeah, yeah. So they have to figure out how to play as they're playing it. And you get to figure it out along the way and go like, oh, is that a rule? No, that's that's not good. That can't be it. Super fucking fun to watch. I'll give you an example of a couple episodes just to give you kind of a, a better idea. So the first episode entirely is called Lie Detector. As the game starts, the crewmate brings out a little cart with a machine on it. Has a light on top of it. And he goes, he looks at the first contestant and says... What's your name? And he's like, Bree, Brennan, Liam Mulligan. And ding, goes green. Goes to the next person. And he says, um, where do you work? And she says, college humor. Ding, goes off. Goes the third person. What's two plus two? She goes, four. And he goes, ding, goes off. Then it goes back to the first guy. And it, the question was a little bit more personal. And he was a little reluctant on answering, but he answered it. And it was ding, it was green. Goes the second person. The question was a little bit more personal, and he's very reluctant to answer it. Then he answers it, and it goes red. Then it goes to the third person, same thing. Goes green though, and they're like they're trying to figure this out. As the game starts to roll on, they they figure out that it is a lie detector machine, and the only way to get points is to tell the truth. But as the game is rolling on, the questions are getting more and more personal, right? And, uh, um, in the third act of the episode, that's why I'm a third act. It's the fucking, the last third round, third round. Yeah, there you go. It is revealed to the audience that because they're, they're like, how does it tell, how does it know the truth if we're not hooked up to anything? Like, how the fuck is that working? It's revealed to us right before the third round that like maybe at the end of the second round almost that the what's causing that is that all three of the contestants significant others are backstage with a with a remote oh and uh and then at the beginning of the third round they bring them out and they have to they have to play almost a, con- a kind of a different game while looking their significant other right in the eye when it comes to these uh, uh um truths that's that's poof. So that was episode one. That game is never played again for all four seasons. Huh. Um, uh, there's one that's just a straight improv show and points are handed out arbitrarily. Uh, what was this one? Nope, that's not what I pressed. Oh, so this one this one was really funny. So all three test, contestants come out. Host says, so do we know the rules? And they're all like, no, we have no idea what we're doing. He's like, yeah, exactly. This is game changer We you don't know the rules. And he says, uh, he calls the, the stagehand's name. He says, can you bring out the mouth? And they bring out this big mouth. And um, uh, as they bring out the big mouth, a sound will play. It is revealed that to the audience, and I'm sure the contestants see it beforehand, that there's a big table with a huge number of items, right? They have to figure out what sound ties to which item, and the only way they can get points is if they put it into the mouth of the thing, and it goes, either it spits it back out or goes, num, 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 num. Yeah. Uh, one of, one of was like cowabunga. So they put the pizza in there, but, uh, one that was a little bit more like difficult was, uh, um, I don't remember. There was, there was a lot that were pretty difficult, but at a certain point, like towards the end of the game, the table runs out of items, but they're still playing the game. So they have to figure out what they could do with that like the second to last one was, um, the, the, or the sound was feed me, see more. And I, right. So I went, put your whole body in the mouth, go just jump into the fucking mouth. And she did. And she got the points. I was like, yes. (laughs) So, um, but yeah, that's the idea for the game. One, one of, uh, I think it was season two. Um, they, uh, they give all three contestants a clipboard with a bunch of like prompts on them. Really weird, arbitrary sentences. Either questions or statements or something that make no sense. And if you heard someone say that to you randomly while you're on the street, you'd think they were fucking crazy, right? Ten people out on the street were sleeper agents. And one of those things on your clipboard would activate them. Here's the thing only 10 people on the street were aware of what was going on. Everybody else was a random bystander that had no idea and was not in on it.
1: So they had, awesome.
0: around, they had to run around on the street saying that shit to random people. It was so fucking funny, dude. I was cracking up. Um, in the last season, uh, they got uh, three people um, who are who have been doing theater and music, musical theater for years. They got them to do an improv musical on stage. Huh. It was unbelievably impressive. It was so good, you could almost argue that it wasn't improv. But there were numerous times throughout it where they'd either tr- try to sync up the, the, the phrase that they wanted to sing together and both fuck it up or something like that Um, or fuck up a prompt. It was, it was so fucking cool. Uh, But yeah, like that, I highly recommend watching game changer. You'll have a great time. They have a show called, um, actually, which is a game show in which they give you a sentence, a fact about something, uh, from, from pop culture, except one thing's wrong in it. One thing is off and you have to go um actually and then finish it. Oh, okay. Yeah, that one's really fucking fun. A ton of fucking uh Dungeons and Dragons stuff on there. Um a ton. Like it's uh, the whole the whole thing is called Dimension 20 and like this list is every single different D&D style show they have. Nice. A bu- yeah, a fucking bunch. Um but yeah, it's only $6 a month. It's fucking worth it. Another one that's really funny that I, I need to get into is called um, Breaking News. And what it is is uh, a bunch of people, comedians primarily, uh, they're in a newsroom style setting. And each person has a different position within that newsroom. Either it's anchor, weather guy, sports, yada, yada, so on and so forth, right? They have no clue what their prompter says and they cannot laugh. Hmm. Not a single person knows what the prompter is going to say. And if they break, they lose points. Oh. Yeah. So I need to watch more of that. I've watched clips of that and that shit's really funny. But yeah, so I've been watching a lot of that and it's been it's been helpful. It's been very helpful. <laughs> so but uh but yeah so um now that we're past that because that took longer than it needed to uh why don't we get into reviewing things since that's what we like to do here Uh,
1: i think we we like to do a lot of things but that's the general purpose of us being here
0: (laughs) you don't like my company it's just the shows huh Uh -huh. um that was meant to be funny (laughs) So we're gonna yeah. review. We're gonna review uh, players episode eight. Seven. Was it seven? Yeah. Why do I have eight written down?
1: I don't know because the boys was episode
0: eight, and oh, I was looking at the other. I was looking at next week's episode, but anyway, yeah, you, you are correct. So episode seven of the of players, um, the season finale of Boys season three. And the season finale of Miss Marvel. So uh, yeah, that's what you gotta look forward to. This episode. Why don't we go ahead and get started with the boy or with uh, the players? Episode seven.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, well, episode six ended with the young uh, heiress that was wanting to buy the team. Uh, episode seven starts out with she was outbid by a capital company, a venture capital company called Bluing Capital, and everybody's really worried about the future of the team. In the meantime, um, was it uh, which which teammate was it Nightfall? That is just like really coming into his own and fucking carrying the team to fucking wins. And they made the playoffs. And we Hold see. Hold on, I
0: feel like I'm missing something here. Because that, that, like that feels like the episode we reviewed last week. Well, no, they carried over into that. They
1: actually make the playoffs. And what it is, they're going up against.
0: I see what you're doing. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, they make the playoffs. They are facing uh, Dignitas, which is another team that is the team that Frugger, the old AD carry for uh, Fugitive and Cream Cheese's friend, you know, is on that team now. And Cream Cheese tweeted out gonna sweep them in three because I got a high score union to get to tonight. And Basically it show you know, you see signs of him and organism actually working together and communicating communicating together and doing well, uh, allowing them to just demolish Dignitas in three games, like they said. And then of course the rest of the episode focuses on cream cheese at his high school reunion. You learn that he had a girlfriend and you know, he talks about how he was popular in school and got along with everybody. And then you see him at his reunion, and it's like you would imagine there's nobody there really recognizes him or even gives a shit that he's there, even though he probably makes more money than anybody else there, actually. Um,
0: he even tries to utilize that against them, and they just do not give a shit.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, but. Yeah, it's a, it's a good, little, interesting episode. Um,
0: it's the show is definitely becoming something a little bit more than what, uh, like, if you think about the, the the two seasons of American Vandal, right? That they mm-hmm. wrote, that they made. Yeah, it's it's funny the entire time. It doesn't really get serious. You don't really like. Like you kind of give a shit about the characters, but at the end of the day, it's just a it's just a silly, funny thing. This like they're actually doing some seriously well done character study.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely.
0: It's I'm like I, I laugh at some really fucking solid jokes, especially last episode that are 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 just they're genuinely really funny. But then you get to the high school reunion part, and you start to feel bad for cream cheese because he he desperately needs that validation his girlfriend said in that one part where you know he's always looked for his parents validation which he never he's never going to get so he looks for that in other people and when they don't give that to him he lashes out and that is a that is a psychological character study and it's mm-hmm. really fucking well done for this show and like they keep doing that where i'm like uh, this guy's a piece of shit, and then later I'm like, oh, it's not I feel bad for him now
1: <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and the manage, they managed to do this in you know like twenty
0: five minutes <sighs> yeah it's impressive. the show's really fucking well made, yeah,
1: and you know sadly, I just don't think it has the viewership that it deserves.
0: No, there's too many people who are writing it off as like just a parody or a spoof of the competitive gaming culture, and I'm like, no, 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 no. I mean, it is, but that's not the entire point of it. Like, I personally feel like it gives a better face to that world. Honestly,
1: yeah. I mean, they've captured the essence of esports culture, League of Legends culture in general in specific I mean um, but they're not shitting on it, they're not insulting it they're paying it respect
0: that's how I look at it and that's Uh, the
1: thing you know it's like oh it's just playing video games, anybody can do that right not anybody can just do that
0: no there was a a a long time ago there was a guy talking about i think he was a starcraft 2 competitor Mm -hmm. but he was talking about how he's like start uh, competing in video games is not just um it's not just being able to sit down and play a video game you have to you have to be able to be physically fit to do it Yeah. the Interviewer was like, What are you talking about? Like you're not actually doing anything physical. You're not playing, you're not going out and doing like you're not playing soccer and have to run a lot, so you have to keep your cardio up, or you're playing, you know, football where your strength has to be up or whatever. And he was like, That's not that's not what I mean. What I mean is that if your body is out of shape, your mind is out of shape, and you need your mind in tip top shape in order to make the choices in the game and be quick enough to recognize them. Yep. And I went, Fuck yeah, let's show that. And Honestly, the show does a good job at having that. But it also does an excellent job at showing the toxicity that the culture can bring, too. Mm -hmm. Um, And they did a really good job of that last episode while also being really funny with uh, um, the AD carry. What the hell is his name? Nightfall. Nightfall. Thank you. Uh, They showed that with Nightfall where he... You know, he let the, the 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 toxic crowd who wanted, um,
1: the previous guy.
0: Yeah, I can't remember his name. They wanted the him back. Guru, I knew it was two fucking syllables. Uh, I was gonna say Fuji. I'm like, that's not right. But they wanted Guru back, and he 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 knew that. But then they, you know, and I was like, oh, that sucks. That's a real thing that happens. And then they they turned the the comedy key, and were like. Then he found out he didn't have an STI, and that really got him going. It's like, that's fucking funny. And so it's that kind of writing that makes this show so well done. And this episode, again, was fucking stellar in doing that. Like, there were some funny bits. Like, <laughs> fucking cream cheese and the manager are sitting in that office talking about how if if uh, the bank buys them out... Um, you know, they're going to let them go. They're going to fire them. And, uh, (laughs) the manager goes, Oh, they'll get rid of me before they get rid of you. And cream cheese just goes, yeah, you're right.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then as he's leaving, he's like, so you're going to the reunion. He's like, yeah, why aren't you going? And he's like, uh, you know, but, uh, it's like, if you see so-and-so get that 15 bucks that they owe me. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, You guys are making, eight, uh, uh, you know, six figures a year, upper six figures a year, and you live in a mansion, um, and you're worried about fifteen fucking dollars. I mean, <laughs> that shit is funny.
0: That's and that's what I love about this show is that it it's it doesn't feel like it's it's. I'll I'll give you an example of something that I always kind of notice. So, Big Bang Theory, right? It was a show, it was a sitcom that just happened to be about a bunch of nerds and geeks, and that was it. And at a certain point, the show took a shift, and it was point and laugh at the nerd slash geek, and not let's laugh at their their life outside of being a nerd slash geek. Um, this show never does that. It never it, it's never going to take that turn. We're not laughing at them because like or we're not laughing at them for being professional gamers we're laughing at them for either making a stupid decision or saying something stupid
1: yeah that's another thing that this show does well many gamers have severe social awkwardness this show captures and highlights that social awkwardness very well yeah it does um
0: yeah like you know the joke from last episode like I think if you heard it in a certain context you might take offense to it but when uh uh, not Guru but um Organism's older brother looks at the benefactor and he's like and these dudes fuck they like fuck women yeah that joke is funny but it's not making fun of gamers for not being able to get laid it's making fun of the stereotype that gamers can't get laid yeah that's what it's making fun of, and it does it in a very clever way, but I think a lot of people might misinterpret that. I don't know. We we can only do so much on this channel to try to get people to watch the show, but I keep recommending it to people.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's good. It's good. What, what grade would you give this episode?
0: A uh, solid A. Um, I think that it it does an excellent job at, at furthering the character study of especially cream cheese. Um, but with a lot of other characters too, like kind of how Frugger is handling the move. Mm -hmm. Like he doesn't want to be on Dignitas. He'd rather be with Fugitive with his friends, but you know, he had to move on. He had to make money. And, um, so I love that little interaction. Uh, and there's so much like small like when like everybody's reaction to organism getting that deal with um, puma. Yeah, that was fat like that was really cool. like that was uh, cool in terms of telling a story. Um, but like, throughout the season, you get frustrated and you gotta get mad at uh cream cheese because of the way that he's treating organism, because of the way that he's he's let this fame go to his head. And this episode said, now let's make you feel bad for it. Let's make you feel bad for kind of rooting against him. And I see it. You know, his his extras right. He's looking for that validation. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's a solid episode. So I said, hey, what do you give it? I give it
1: an A as well uh, for many of the same reasons you did. Uh, I just thought it was a fascinating insight into the life of Trevor, you know, uh, what he is like instead of the cream cheese persona that he is known for. You know, it's just like at times it comes across that he forgets that he actually has that name. You know, um, it's like, oh shit. Yeah. My name is Trevor. What the fuck? Um, I don't know. It just came across like that to me, but I think it was, uh, I think it was really well done. I enjoyed it. Um, I'm curious as, cause there's only three episodes left. Um, I'm curious, if we're going to see that. Actual, actual coming together of Organism and Cream Cheese playing together and being on the same page and understanding each other and <clears throat> see where they can go because at this point it's like okay all the gears are in place they just need to fucking sync up and turn the right way and they could fucking win the championship and you want to see that or at least
0: I do but yeah that, I, like I was gonna say this show's funny. the show is more funny than it's not and a, and a, and to me, a comedy does not need to end in tragedy, so they one hundred percent need to win, but here's what I argue they need to win next episode that way we have two episodes post win oh yeah, yeah, but that's just me or maybe I mean you you agreed with this, so it's you too, but no, no, I see
1: that. Or at least, you know, um, give us one episode of post-tournament play, at least. You know, to f- see what happens and fallout from it if we don't get two. But yeah, I'm, I'm in agreement with that. But yeah, uh, everybody, check it out. It's a really entertaining show. You don't have to know a lot of video game uh, terminology, specifically League of Legends terminology, to to be able to enjoy the show. It helps, but it's not necessary.
0: I think I said last episode of the podcast that the terminology that they use and the way that they use it would be no different than any other sports documentary. And
1: Absolutely.
0: Um, And I, if you don't know anything about basketball, you could still watch that Michael Jordan documentary. It's fine. You'll still yeah. get it. You'll still understand the context. So that's how I see this show as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. And a lot of the things, you know, I mean, let's be fair. How hard is it to actually search a term you're curious about if you hear something like, what the fuck is an AD carrier? What the fuck is a support? It's really easy to look it up when it comes to League of Legends. It explains it to you. And you don't have to, you know, fucking, it's like, oh, okay, it's this. And go on. It's not even required. That's just if you want to. And it takes 10 seconds.
0: Right. Yeah. Check it out. It's fun. Please do. It's entertaining. Do. Don't want this show to die. <laughs> At least I don't want it to die. Maybe maybe Paramount does. Paramount does. I don't know. Alright, well let's go ahead and move on to uh, the boys season finale. Um, holy shit. Yeah. Good lord. I don't know where you want to begin on this one.
1: <laughs> well using the old Wikipedia episode entry here. Um, We see the episode open up with Homelander finding and convincing Ryan to return with him to Vought Tower. Uh, Ryan agrees and off they go. Um, We see Butcher and Huey and Soldier Boy readying up to head to New York for the confrontation with Homelander. And while Huey's in the bathroom, uh, Butcher knocks him the fuck out because he doesn't want to see Huey get, any, get hurt any further. Because, you know, he knows the compound, the temporary V, the V-24, as it's called, is killing them. And if they continue to take it, it will kill them. So he knocks Huey out leaves him behind. Uh, Huey calls Annie, she comes and picks him up. He apologizes. She has the I told you so moment. Uh, they go back to M.M.'s place uh, where they meet up with M.M., Frenchie, Kimiko, and uh, eventually Maeve, after she escapes from Vaught's custody, um, they devise a plan of what they're going to do. In the meantime, Homelander kills Noir in a moment where Noir goes to Homelander and saying Soldier Boy is coming. We must kill him. uh, Written on paper. And Homelander just punches into his stomach and just starts ripping his intestines and just disemboweling him right there on the spot.
0: But specifically because...
1: Because Homelander uh, knew that Noir uh, had withheld the information. He asked him, he's like, did you know that he was my father? And he nodded. He's like, why didn't you tell me? Of all the people, why didn't you tell me? But yeah, seeing Noir actually fade away and his little cartoon friends just standing there Uh You'll you'll soon be in his sweet s- 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 sweet embrace. B- b- <laughs> that part it's so fucking me. funny.
0: So uh,
1: goddamn funny. But yeah. So Butcher and Soldier Boy meet up with the boys and Annie and Maeve, and they trap everybody but Maeve in a safe room uh before uh she leaves with uh Butcher and Soldier Boy to, so they can go and kill Homelander. Upon getting to Vought Tower, Homelander begs Soldier Boy to accept him and Soldier Boy says, you're nothing but a fucking disappointment and they start throwing down and fighting. Uh, Ryan attempts to save Homelander, Soldier Boy attacks him too causing Butcher and Maeve and the boys as they break out of the safe room and arrive at Vought Tower to witness everything to all just team up against Soldier Boy. Um and that moment when when Butcher and Homelander looked at each other is like, "Ooh, I want to fucking kill you so bad, but this asshole's are bigger worry right now." That look, that shared understanding as they turned on him, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh Soldier Boy attempts to fire another blast. Maeve tackles him out of the building while Homelander escapes with Ryan. Um uh, the blast that Soldier Boy was building up, uh, it looked like it kills Maeve.
0: I thought for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah, I absolutely thought she was done for. But then you see that she's not. She's bruised. She's powerless. She's missing an eye. You know? uh, Because that was wild. Holy shit. Uh, But she and her girlfriend go and they say they're going to go live on a farm, live a quiet life where Homelander can't find them. And uh, we see the...
0: She's also powerless. Did you say that? Yeah, I did.
1: I did. Oh, okay, She's powerless. Because that's the one thing we learned in the one episode of Soldier Boy's fucking concussion blast that comes from his chest. It depowers suits, Which is why they wanted to use it on Homelander so badly. Right. Uh, uh, we see Butcher at a doctor in a hospital they tell him he's got anywhere from 12 to 18 months to live uh that the v24 has it's killing him and there's no turning back it's it's just uh yeah we see starlight annie she officially joins the boys we see soldier boy get put back into custody And then we see the announcement of Victoria Newman is the vice presidential running mate of, uh, what's his name? Uh, Anyway, the guy running for president.
0: Um, Uh, It's some simple name, too, which is killing me. Hang on.
1: Yeah. Oh, Bob. Bob Singer.
0: Singer. Thank you. Fuck.
1: Yeah, Jim Beaver plays him, and I love Jim Beaver.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, the the actor's fantastic.
1: But the, the final scene was a direct fucking parody, direct fucking take, of fucking when Trump was running, and he said, I could shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue, and people would still love me for it. We see Homelander, basically, He, you know, he introduces Ryan as his son to uh, a bunch of people in a park. And an anti-Homelander protester was there and yells fucking fascist and throws like a water bottle or something and hits Ryan in the head with it. And Homelander just looks at him and heat visions the dude's head and kills him right there on the spot. And then the crowd just erupts with cheers and adoring and you see Homelander smiling, and then you see Ryan just crack a small smile as well. So it's like, oh fuck, yeah. And that's how the season
0: ends. <laughs> it's gonna, it's yeah, it's gonna get worse before it gets better for the characters. I mean, like one of the things about that shot, by the way, that is so important is um, the person who starts cheering immediately after he after the guy gets his laser head uh, his head lasered off. Is MM's stepfather or MM's daughter's stepfather? Mm -hmm. Brad, I think his name is.
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: I remember that name, but I couldn't can't remember everything else. Um, yeah, that's that's a no good. Yeah, this whole this whole episode was like the season leading to this was so fucking good like it was so satisfying and well constructed to the point that like one of the big things that this show had done was you sympathize with the boys because they are the ones kind of keeping the shitty soups in check right yeah as the series has gone on the, the, the one that you sympathized with the most right off the bat was Huey. Mm-hmm. Because of what he was going through. But every other member of the boys, you were like, I get where you're coming from, because, but you do it in the shittiest fucking way possible. And you're kind of pieces of shit. And you're not meant to be uh, uh, like looked up to. And as the series has gone on, you start to really, really sympathize with Frenchie and M.M. And, mm-hmm. and Kimiko and Starlight. Not one fucking time in this entire show do you sympathize with Butcher. Because... I mean, kind of, with his flashback scenes. Yeah. But just fucking barely. And I say that because you're sitting there watching this whole thing, and you're like, you're like, okay, cool, he's protecting his little brother. And he's gonna view Huey like his little brother. And uh and that's great and all that's great but then he still does shitty things he's still an absolute piece of shit and and the only reason you're on butcher's side is because fucking homeland a bigger piece of shit that's what i love about this show i love fucking deeply flawed characters yeah on both sides it's wonderful Like I understand psychology where where Homelander's coming from, right? Mm -hmm. He has been a product his entire life. He has the trauma of having been raised in a facility that was training him to be a superhero. He has been brainwashed and manipulated his entire life, been lied to. His lashing out makes psychological sense. But so does like um, uh like a lot of serial killers out there, like I, the the guy that was in uh, um, the fucking Netflix show that we really liked, uh,
1: Mind Hunter, Ed Kemper, Mind
0: Yeah, Ed. Like, I get him. I understand his mindset. His psychology is fascinating. He he's not a good person, and so as I can sympathize with that aspect, I cannot sympathize with what Homelander does I cannot sympathize with what Butcher does but my God is a good TV yeah absolutely and everybody is killing their roles I want to say that right now not a single actor in the show is bad not a one personally and if you see that differently let me know but I just it's fantastic
1: yeah it is well well acted well written the the layers to this show are fascinating. It's it's one of the best things out there that you can watch. It really is.
0: Yeah. Um and, and then another show the another thing this show does that the comic book does not do in any way shape or form is um Make me give a shit about the other heroes. Like in the comic, it focuses primarily on the boys. Yeah, um, those shot those scenes of like sympathizing with Black Noir and A Train and the Deep and things like that. <laughs> none of he's, that. He's praying. <laughs> it's still funny as hell. None of that exists in the comics. Or at least how far that I read into the comics, um, like soups are just pieces of shit in the comic, but this show does a better job at going into different characters, like A Train's entire thing with his family, and and killing that other soup, and and it's just it's so it's so well structured, or having the entire character of Ashley is something brand new, like like I hate to say it. The show's better than the comic. Oh, wow. I've not read the comic ever, so I, I want to. It's not bad and compared to the comic. Like, it's just... no, not,
1: not like Umbrella Academy is. <sighs> I'm sorry. I love the show. Comic is god-awful.
0: Yeah, it's pretty bad. Pretty fucking bad. Uh... I don't know, like, I'm I'm super excited for next season. It's going to be great. We've got to wait a whole year. Whole year. <laughs> well, let's give a final thought and a grade, and then we'll move on to Miss Marvel.
1: Oh, this episode, I give it an A+. It was fucking stellar. There was nothing wrong with this episode. Um, everything was wrapped up presented to us with a nice little bow and then gives us our tease, you know, with the threat of, uh, Victoria Newman becoming a, uh, vice president. Uh, we see Homelander is, you know, basically the worst, worst case scenario personified and being worshiped as a result. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, so I'm I'm excited to see where it goes. I can't wait. And holy shit, what a fun ride!
0: Oh yeah, yeah, I completely agree. Oh, sorry. I I mirror everything you said, uh, from front to back. It's a plus, stellar show. That final confrontation was everything I wanted and more. Um, it had twists and turns I wasn't expecting, and it had a, a an outcome that makes the situation worse but resolved an issue at the same time. It's really fucking well done. Really well done. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. A plus for me. Um uh yeah I got nothing else. Um Miss Marvel season season finale for that one. Uh Sorry, I was about to start reading a synopsis. When that's when that's not my job. Yeah, I will. Give me just a second. Okay. I'm actually like in the process of constantly texting my dad because he's done with dialysis, and he's like, "I'm gonna be heading home soon." I'm like, "Okay."
1: All right. Sorry about that. Okay. I'll just edit that little minute out. Uh, So, the season finale of Miss Marvel, uh, episode 6, it's called No Normal. So, here's a synopsis. Uh, We see Bruno and Comron on the run, and we see Agent Deaver ordering the lockdown of the city and wants wants to find Comron alive. Uh, She does order... Non-lethal rounds be used, so the Department of Damage Control is using using these cool sonic weapons uh, in their pursuit. We see uh, Kamala and her mother return home from Pakistan, and she reveals to the family who already knew that she was the powered girl known that people have been calling Nightlight and her mom gives her a gift and it's her costume. Um after uh well Kamala puts on the new suit she goes and she meets up with Bruno and Cameron uh who is being plagued with pains and uh they meet up with Nakia and apparently Zoe at the high school uh, and devise a plan on how to distract and get away from the damage control agents. Because Kamala figures, hey, if they want Kamran, if we get him out of here, then they'll leave us alone. Um, her brother shows up. He helps them uh, implement this plan. And they're just using fire extinguishers and other things, uh, science experiments to distract and stall and slow down damage control agents in the high school while the the damage control agent Deaver and her commander is outside and they've blockaded off the high school and a crowd is gathered and the Zoe girl gets on her this is a weak girl. Okay, that was weird. So <laughs> he so he gets on her Instagram, on her social media, and tells all of our followers get down here, support us, retweet this, re uh reblog it, everything you can. You know, they're trying to hurt us. Uh we need your support. So a crowd's gathering outside, and the cops are seeing agent the cops are, you know. Trying to keep everybody back, and they're witnessing Deaver's actions as uh, the agent in charge of damage, damage control. We eventually see Kamran learn from Kamala that his mother has died, and he starts uh, losing control of his powers as you know he's just learning how to use them, and it's causing a threat. We see you Dim. You know, not really fight each other, but she's just trying to help contain and talk reason and sense into him. Uh, And yeah, eventually she does and helps him get away. Uh, He slips away to Pakistan uh, to meet Kareem, uh, the red dagger. And we see Bruno uh, leaving, that he's leaving uh, for uh, Caltech, but not before dropping this little nugget that during his studies, he thought that the bangle unlocked her power, but that's not it. That she had a gene that was mutated. And that's why she has her powers. And then we see credits roll, and in mid credit scene, we see... Kamala doing something in a room and then the Bengal does something weird knocks her through her closet door and then out steps Carol Danvers and Kamala is gone and then it says Miss Marvel will return in The
0: Marvels. That ending shot was not what I was expecting for their fucking post credit scene by the way. Yeah. I was like, "Oh, it's going to it's going to lead into something else," but that that I was like, "What?" <laughs> that was fucking cool. I so I really enjoyed this whole episode. It was it was a much better finale than the like <clears throat> the the resolution we got last episode.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I still feel though it was a little too fast-paced. A little disjointed at times.
0: Sure, sure.
1: Um and a little too on the nose. Oh, She's got her costume from her mother, her mother, who was very strict on her and very not understanding of her. Now all of a sudden understands her and decided to have her a costume made. Well, and,
0: as as much as I agree with you, I do feel like there's a bit more to add to that of, of her mom kind of changing her p- opinion on it. Yeah, she definitely
1: I- softened her stance.
0: But a lot of that has to do with her own mother. That it has yeah. to do with, like, because her mom growing up was like, "This is this is our family history. This is the whole thing." And she was like, "Nah, that's not true, mom. That's bullshit." And now that she's seen it with her own daughter, and she realizes that her mom was trying to get her to appreciate her own culture. Like, there's there's a lot of
1: that now. Yeah, yeah, and I see what you're saying there, and I agree
0: but I do agree that it, it it feels very fast in regards to her mom being more open to that. Yeah. But you got to move it fast. You only got six episodes cause they want to tell a, a long movie is what they want to do.
1: Yeah. And that's essentially what it is. Basically it could be two, two and a half hour movies and that's what you'd have. Yeah. Uh-oh. I think the runtime for all six episodes is just over five hours. Because I think it's like 49 minutes an episode, with the exception of last week was only 38.
0: Yeah, yeah. I know that's what Kevin Feige said. That was the whole point of these shows being like six episodes, is they're just long movies. So, I know that's their plan. But, you can only so, do so much
1: too, so. We've essentially been introduced to her as the first mutant.
0: That was something that threw me for a loop because I thought they were going to, I thought he was going to say there's something in you that's just inhuman is what I thought he was going to say because she's an inhuman in the comics.
1: Yeah. But Um, in humans in the MCU, I mean, they did it for TV, but it flopped. And I don't think they, I think, did they say it's like not canon?
0: Yeah. They said that that show's not canon. But that's but that brings me to my other point is that they did introduce Black Bolt to the like two people through Multiverse of Madness.
1: Yeah, and they mentioned the Terrigen Mists.
0: So they could have they could have they totally could have that easily thing.
1: said there's something inhuman in your makeup, but instead they said there's something in your genes. It's some type of mutation. Yep. So they've opened the door for mutants. Um yeah. they could have gone in humans, but Everybody knows people want the mutants. And honestly, the relationship between the Inhumans and mutants is so similar. And honest,
0: I mean... The only difference is that their powers are activated differently. That's it. Yeah,
1: that's it. Like, a mutant's powers are activated at puberty usually uh, because of a gene. Whereas the Inhumans' powers are activated by the Terrigen Mists.
0: But they both have, like... People with really shitty powers and people with really good powers. though. So. exactly.
1: So, just saying, eh, you're a mutant. I don't have a problem with that. I mean, look
0: at Black Agar Boltagon. I love saying his name. By the way, for anybody watching this that has seen Multiverse of Madness, doesn't really know who Black Bolt is. Uh, his real name is Black Agar Boltagon. Uh, because Marvel, because comics are fucking weird. Um, love him to death. But they are bizarre,
1: especially comics that you know from the sixties and seventies.
0: Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna just go ahead and give this season not just the last episode, but the season uh, an A. I really enjoyed it. Sure, there were some hiccups, but like I didn't, I wasn't bored with any episode. I was, I was thoroughly like, oh, I can't wait till next week. I can't wait till next week. Um and I really enjoyed the 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 more lighthearted nature of this. We've had a lot of like very heavy handed Marvel stuff lately that has a lot of repercussions and, and it was nice to just kind of have a slightly silly, happy go lucky, contained a story. Sure, we you know left Jersey City and went to fucking um Pakistan. Uh Karachi. I was like, I can't remember the fucking name of the city. Um but uh, it's still contained. I felt like, like the larger majority of the the MCU, the like characters that exist in the MCU, don't know what had happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, what do you think? What was your? What would you be your grade? Uh, I'd give the
1: I'd give this episode. I'd give it an A minus. Um series as a whole, I'd give it a, I don't know if I want to go B plus or A minus. It's, it's borderline. It's right in there. It's not as good as I wanted it to be, but it's still very, very, very good. Uh, I really love how it showcased the culture, um, and heritage of Kamala and her family and friends. Um, you know, I, I love, I just, I'm going to say it. I love how brown this show is both in front of the camera and behind the camera. Yeah. You know, it deserves a heaping amount of praise for that. Um, But it's, it's bright, it's colorful. There's heart and soul there. It's, there's, it's got a lot going on for it. Yes. At time, it is a little disjointed and rushed. But at the same time, it's focusing on a 16-year-old kid. And I have a 15-year-old. I know what they're like. (laughs) You get disjointed and rushed. Oh, yeah. Um, So, yeah, I mean, a friend of mine posted yesterday they tried to watch it and had to quit 10 minutes into it. This morning, I saw that they... Gave it another chance, and they watched the whole series, and they went from initially giving it a two out of ten rating to an eight out of ten rating. What changed? They just gave it a chance and just accepted it for what it was. It's it's a it's a good show. Uh, you know there are pacing issues. It does suffer a few hiccups here and there, but it tells a great story.
0: That's fair um, I've always been the kind of viewer when it comes to things that uh, I have a rule and that's um three episodes sorry mm-hmm. I keep doing that today uh three episodes and if uh, if it can't hook me in three I'm out yeah um, and I think everybody else should be that way like gives you know like I'm glad that they gave it a chance I'm glad they gave it a shot because. It's a good show. It's well structured, it's well done. I'm glad, like I'm fucking excited for the Marvels movie now. Cause we have a Kamala that is cool, like she's fun. You know, I liked Miss Marvel. I don't know why people hated on it so much, other than she's a woman. But other than that, I enjoyed that movie. Was it the best movie? No, had a lot of issues. Oh, you
1: mean? Oh, you mean Captain Marvel?
0: Yeah, Captain Marvel, sorry. Did I say Miss Marvel? My bad. You did. Uh yeah, Captain Marvel. Like I really enjoyed Captain Marvel as a character. I'd like Carol Danvers. Yeah, same. And I'm excited for her next movie. And the fact that we know Kamala's gonna be in it. And we know that um uh I keep wanting to say Photon because I know that's the, the 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 name they're gonna give her. Oh Monica, Monica Rambo. Fuck. There we go. Yeah, Monica. We know that Monica's going to be a part of it. And Nick Fury is going to be in it. Like, I'm excited for that fucking movie. It's going to be great. At least I hope it's great. Who knows? But I also want to point something out. Since we talked about Marvel and I did watch, I did go and see um, Thor, Love and Thunder on Thursday, last Thursday. Mm -hmm. um, Regardless if you like these movies or not, or these TV shows or not, not every single one of them is going to be for you. Not every single one of them is going to be great. I just I want to lay that out there. If you've been a long-time reader of comic books, then you know this, especially Marvel and DC. You know that for the big events, you don't have to have read all of Spider-Man and all of Captain America and all of Iron Man leading up to the event. As long as you know who the characters are, get a brief maybe from YouTube summary of what led them to this point, which nine times out of ten the events tell you, um, you just have to enjoy the event. Not even have to. You just get to enjoy the event, um, and 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 a lot of the times there are long gaps between events, long gaps, and you have smaller events throughout with just little tiny crossovers. Guess what the fuck phase four is, y'all? Phase four. Is one thousand percent that? Mm-hmm. It's it's that long gap between events. If it feels like Phase Four isn't leading to something, it's because it's fucking not. It's 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 just telling you a bunch of cool stories within the Marvel universe. Be patient, and your patience will be rewarded, as it has for us reading comic books growing up. Do you think that they just made Civil War the comic? No, there were four years of comics leading up to Civil War. Four years. Just enjoy the ride. And if there's a movie or TV show for Marvel that doesn't you don't enjoy, don't watch it. You don't have to have watched Miss Marvel. Watch a fucking five-minute YouTube video that tells you what happens in the show so you know who the character is going into the Marvels. Or if, like, let's say, you didn't watch Loki and you kind of want to know what happens, but you don't really have the six hours to dedicate to the show, watch a five-minute YouTube video. Learn about what happened in the show. And then watch Ant-Man and Wasp Mania. Literally had somebody go and watch, uh, they, they were going to go watch um, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, but they did not watch Vision. And they did not watch Loki. As a matter of fact, they didn't watch a whole lot of Marvel. Leading like they watched No Way or uh, Yeah No Way Home, and that was about it. Huh. So, so leading into Doctor Strange, they didn't have a whole lot of it, that information. So they didn't yeah. watch a fucking YouTube video that was like everything you need to know before watching Multiverse of Madness, and it was like ten minutes. Like the Marvel Marvel universe is so fucking popular right now, especially with movies and TV shows. There are a thousand YouTube channels willing to tell you what happened in a short fucking compressed version leading into this movie or big event you're gonna see. It's not impossible to do a little bit of due diligence into this. And again, I can't count on my hands and toes how many times I've read a big event, either in trade or a month to month series that came out that lasted seven issues and it was awesome and I barely knew what the fuck any of those characters were doing beforehand. Um, like Civil War in the comics starts off with a bunch of characters I hadn't even heard of, and then it, okay. oh,
1: that was uh when uh the not uh not not Thresher but the New Warriors yeah
0: was it Speedball Speedball yes 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 yeah yes um. But that's that's kind of what I mean is that like I'm seeing so many fucking comments like after Thor, Love and Thunder, there were a lot of people that didn't like that movie. And um, a whole bunch of people coming out of the woodwork now, Maya, that are in your boat of like, I don't really like this funny Thor. I'd rather have the Thor we had in Dark World. Um, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with not digging what Taika has done with Thor. Or... Like that Ant-Man is Scott Lang and not Hank Pym. Or that Iron Man is dead, 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 dead within the Marvel Universe because it's it's, uh, it's, it's live action movies and Robert Downey Jr.'s done. There's nothing wrong with not liking any of that. But that's what's also great about Marvel. There are so many characters and so stor- so many stories to tell. You don't have to like all of them. You really
1: don't. Yep. yep. I mean, hell, my my peak time of reading comics in the '90s, from say '89 to '97. <laughs> during that span, I read almost everything Marvel and DC had to offer. Um, and there were certain things that I didn't care for, but there were things that I loved. But from time to time, they'd cross over. And I'd be like, "Oh okay, that's cool, and it'd give me some interest in something and I'd pick it up for a little while, then I put it back down. You don't have to be dedicated one hundred percent to it. you can be a casual fan it's you can still be if you're a fan if you're a fan, you're a fan
0: oh that too yeah no gatekeeping <clears throat> we don't we don't we don't here.
1: if you're a fan, you're a fan you appreciate it for what you appreciate it for, and you know valid criticisms and genuine dislikes of things for valid
0: reasons, that's all well and good. We're not here to shame anybody for that. I will shame you, just to clarify, I will shame you if you say that you don't like a character because of their skin color, their gender, their sexual orientation, or I got nothing else. If you you judge a product based on those criteria, kindly go fuck yourself.
1: Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll shame the shit out of you for that, but that's not what I was saying, but yeah. I know, I that just want to clarify. It, it, I didn't feel it needed to be said, but Greg said it anyway. <laughs> I, I, I
0: I just wanted to say it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like like that's what I want people to understand. You don't have to like Thor, Love, and Thunder, you don't have to like Miss Marvel, but you might really like She-Hulk, you might not like She-Hulk, you might fucking love like there's a ton of people that love Eternals.
1: Saw a rumor this. I like Saw a rumor this morning that Jessica Jones is going to show up in She-Hulk.
0: That would be fucking dope. Yeah, it would. It had to be played by um, uh, Ritter. The fuck's her first name?
1: K- Kristen Ritter.
0: Kristen, thank you. I want to say yeah. Jennifer, but I was like, that's not right. No, it's it's that's that's the rumor. I just have this like poster on my wall here of all these fucking Marvel superheroes, and most of them have made it into the movies but there's this like lineup in the back of all these characters we haven't seen yet. Like we still have the fantastic four to introduce in the MCU. We still have the X-Men to introduce. Like we could still bring in the Inhumans. It's totally fucking possible. Oh man. Yeah. I have a new cartoon show coming out too, to, to Disney Plus, um Moon Girl and uh something dinosaur, Double Dinosaur. Oh. Which it's an animated series, but I'm looking forward to it regardless.
1: That's the thing. The MCU, when they debuted, we didn't get the most popular super teams. No, we got we did the not. Avengers. The Avengers, I'm sorry,
0: were B level. <laughs> yeah. Like, for me, the Avengers were cooler than the X Men, like when I read them. I know that people love the X Men more. But the X-Men were the A team, like they were the top tier that everyone fucking loved it that when you when you talked about Marvel Comics. Mm-hmm. And and like Avengers wasn't even on in the top three. No. But now they're number one because of the movies. Yep. But I was a big fan of the Avengers because I liked I, I I've always really, really enjoyed street level superheroes. So, like, anytime Daredevil and Spider-Man teamed up, I was in it to win it. Like, I was like, this is the best. I actually have a poster on my wall of Daredevil and Spider-Man teaming up. Probably take out Kingpin, on more Karen than Page. likely. I was going to say, on Karen Page or Mary Jane? It's a tag team situation. Um, But, yeah. So, that's I just wanted to get that out of the way. Like, I don't know who listens to podcasts that needed to hear that, but that's the truth. Like... Just judge, just just fucking just enjoy the ride. Jesus Christ, we're actually getting content and something. I grew up being fucking made fun of for reading these comics, and now they're cool, and we all get to enjoy them. And I get to say, now you know what I loved reading up or reading the growing up. You know, now you see what I was drawn to reading these comics. You get to experience that with me. Cool, dope, yay. And then you got gatekeepers coming in out of nowhere going. It is our thing. What the fuck do you mean our thing? Shut up. Shut the fuck up, kid. <sighs> anyway, all right. That's going to do it for this this week, guys. Um, Next week, we're going to be doing uh, Continuing Players, Episode 8, and South Park, The Streaming Wars, Part 2. Um, be fun on the bun. I can't wait. It's going to be good. But that's it. That's all we got next week. It's been a heavy fucking June and beginning of july been a bunch of shit that we've watched um but uh but yeah make sure to follow us on our socials listed down below try to keep you updated if we add anything which is a total possibility but i don't remember seeing anything that we want to add to this upcoming week so who knows but uh we'll let you know as soon as we know uh, check out the teespring store if you want like uh you know tank top or shirt a pint glass uh, um, sticker. You still get a coffee mug, but you know that's usually for hot drinks, and it's been unbelievably hot lately, so that's fun.
1: Uh, yeah. And what's up? Yeah, that's not going to deter my coffee drink in any
0: fucking way whatsoever. That's understandable. I mean, iced coffee exists, and I'm down for that. But do you put that in a coffee mug? That's my question. I put that in the pint glass. I put iced coffee in a pint glass. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, just keep in mind, all proceeds go to the production of the podcast as, uh, as evident with the previously where I had to fix up her computer. So
1: I had to buy an audio interface and headset cable.
0: Interface. That was, that was 220 bucks that I didn't really want to spend. <clears throat> But uh but yeah, you guys help when you buy shit. And then also if you buy something and you want us to see you wearing it, holding it, eating it, uh, putting it on your butt, send us that picture. Let us know. We'll we'll give you a big old thanks and ask if you wanna have us share it. You know, say like, look at this cool person wearing cool shit. Um on but your yeah. Butt. yeah, well, you know, if someone does put a sticker of us on their butt, I'm more than willing to put it on our social medias. The silence is deafening. Uh, if, you want, if you want to watch the live uh, live uh, video of today's podcast, uh, head on over to our YouTube channel. That link is also below. If you're looking for more podcasts to listen to, head on over to the Nirvana Network. Uh, there's plenty of geeky shows with wonderful nerdy people talking about all sorts of shit. Um, that link is also below. Uh, that's it for my nopes. My nopes that's it for my notes. Where can people find you, Maya?
1: You can find me on Facebook under my name, uh, Maya Dawn Fisher. It's a public profile that also happens to have my Instagram and Twitter accounts linked to the page. So you can follow me at, at all three places in one location. Uh, you can also catch me on the realm of collectors YouTube channel every other Wednesday evening at eight 30 PM Eastern on a show called figure um, I didn't make an appearance this week because of, you know, everything that's going on in my personal life with the loss of my friend and everything. Uh, But this week they looked at uh, a cool new figure, a masterpiece masterpiece train bot, uh, Shuki from the uh, Headmasters cartoon series from Japan in 87. So check that out if you're into that kind of thing. But yeah, that's everywhere where you can find me. What about you, Greg?
0: Um, you can find me on all socials under Chub Rock Geek. Uh, also, also from time to time, do a you know review on the YouTube channel. I haven't lately, but with the copious amounts of time I currently have, I should probably do that just to keep my mind busy. So maybe expect more reviews over there. Who knows at this point? Um, but yeah, definitely check out our YouTube channel because there's content on there. At least I'm trying. Uh, Guys, thank you so much for listening. Remember Players Episode 8, the South Park Streaming Wars Part 2. Uh, Fuck the GOP, fuck the NRA. Donate and help where you can. And we'll see you next week. Take care, everybody.